Welcome back to the Innovator Podcast, the female entrepreneur series that dives into the stories of how women founders tackled hardship and difficulties to ultimately find success. My name is Erica Sullivan, and I am the host of the Innovator Podcast, and today I'm welcoming Katie Aker. Katie is a marketing specialist, podcaster, writer, designer, and founder of Modern Darling Media. She's also the host of the Hustlenomics podcast about inspiring female entrepreneurs and their journey to become business owners. I absolutely loved having Katie on the podcast today and knew that she would be a great fit for this podcast because we operate off very similar missions and visions when it comes to sharing the stories about other inspiring female entrepreneurs. So with that being said, Katie, welcome to the Innovator Podcast. Hi, Katie. Thank you so much for joining us today on the Innovator Podcast to talk a little bit more about Modern Darling Media, your podcast, your company, your journey, and everything in between. And where I like to start people is for you to start us at the very beginning and kind of walk us through what your early life was like and how your story has evolved to get you where you are today. Yes, absolutely. Well, thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. And um, originally, I am from beautiful Augusta, Georgia, spent my first 18 years living there. Um, and then I went off to college uh, right outside of Chicago at Lake Forest College. Absolutely loved that. And um, I'm a big school person. So I went straight into grad school after graduating in 2015 um, and got my degree at the University of Georgia in journalism and media studies. Um, and so after that, I, you know, obviously, if I could stay in school forever, I think I would, but eventually I had to go out into the real world. So I went and got a job in marketing, which just seemed like the logical choice at the time. Um, you know, and it was just like any other first job. It was not my dream job by any means. Um, and also, you know, I was starting to understand that maybe the corporate environment, the office environment was not for me. I think I switched between a couple of jobs and it, it never was quite the right fit. Um, and so while I was working at one of those companies, I started listening to podcasts because I was bored for one. And um, I needed something to kind of keep my mind active and just be creative. And so I just started to listen to other business podcasts that really focused on female entrepreneurship and building a business. Um, and, you know, I think I've always had the entrepreneurial spirit. I, you know, was always that little kid out on the sidewalk selling stuff, you know, I'd make crafts and try to sell them. I always kind of had that spirit in me, but I never really thought about starting a business that never was really on my radar. And so these podcasts really introduced that option to me, which was so exciting. Um, just the idea of having creative freedom, being able to work from home or travel if I wanted to, which I've always loved doing. That just really was a beautiful thing to me. So I decided to start a little creative side hustle on the weekends and evenings, which was photography at the time. That was something I always just loved doing. And it seemed like a great way that I could start making some money and have a creative outlet. And over the next year or so, I fully decided that this was something that I wanted to eventually grow into a business. But I knew that that was not going to happen overnight. I obviously wanted to be financially smart about my plan to kind of transition. So it took a couple of years between working full time and then moving to part time, which was great because I got to teach for a little bit, which I've always wanted to do. And then eventually when I moved out to Utah um, about two years ago in 2018, 
uh, I decided that it was time to go ahead and jump both feet in um, and go full time. And at that point, my business had rebranded and expanded into what it is today, which is um, a full service marketing, branding and design agency. I love that story. And I feel like I hear a similar story over and over again where people talk about, you know, I, I started straight out of school working at a corporate job because that's what I thought I had to do. Yeah. And then I slowly started realizing it was not for me. Yep. Yeah, exactly. I hear that a lot too. And I think that people are realizing more and more that there are different options out there, that there's just not one path that you have to take and that you know, no matter what age you are or what background you have or educational background, you can start a business and be successful. So that's a really exciting thing that people are coming to know. And another thing too that you just said is, so you were born in Augusta, Georgia and you're really from there. But what I also read on your website is that you've lived in Chicago, London, Italy. So you've had so many different cultural experiences. Can you talk a little bit about that as well? Oh yeah, I mean, I have been so lucky to be able to do that. A lot of it was through school, which was really awesome. Um, as I mentioned, I love learning and being able to be in different environments learning. So that was a really fantastic thing. Um, I've always been curious about culture and, you know, just love being immersed in different cultures than my own. So, um, you know, when I was in school, the very first day of college, I fell in with the international crowd. Um, I don't think in my group of friends, I was the only American, I believe, um, which is so cool. All my bridesmaids at my wedding last year, um, you know, from all different countries, people flew in from Africa and, you know, it was pretty incredible. Um, but I've always just loved having a diverse, interesting group of people around me. So, yeah, I love doing that. love being able to travel. Um, I would kill to be able to go live in London again, but I don't think I could afford it. <laughs> yeah, it's a very expensive place to live. And, you know, sadly, we can't even go visit right now, which is heartbreaking. Oh, I know. I'm just waiting, waiting, waiting until I can start traveling again. And, you know, my husband, the first time he's left the country was when we went on our honeymoon to Jamaica. And so I'm like so excited to be able to show him all these different places and travel as a couple and, you know, exciting times ahead. <laughs> yes, no, absolutely. So you are a marketing specialist, a podcaster, a writer, a designer, and you founded the Modern Darling Media. So a lot of people, you know, we kind of touched on quarantine a little bit, and a lot of people have been taking the downtime to get creative and innovative. And I've seen that a lot of people are trying to step up their social media game. Um, so what is one piece of advice for someone who's trying to determine cohesive branding and really step up their Instagram game, social media branding during these crazy times when they might have more downtime? Yeah, absolutely. So my biggest tip is to not try to do it all. And when I tell people that I swear, I see like a wave of relief go over their face, because I think a lot of people out there are trying to do it all. And it's overwhelming. It's hard to do it all well. Um, and you really don't need to. So um, when I first start working with clients or just giving advice to people who are trying to get better at social media, um, I help them really narrow down where they should be focusing their efforts. It doesn't have to be on all platforms. Um, I, you know, go through this exercise with them of asking about who their target market is. I say, who would you work with if you could work with like your dream client? And we build that like avatar, right? And then we look at the social media platforms that they would be on. You know, not all people are going to be on every platform, right? So my audience, mostly female solo creative entrepreneurs. 
Um, they're on Facebook, they're definitely on Instagram, and they're also on Pinterest. So those are my top three that I love working on. LinkedIn is great. I have one, but I don't necessarily feel like I need to put so much effort into that because my audience is not necessarily hanging out there. Um, but I have another client who works with mostly um, menopausal and perimenopausal women. He's a physician. And let me tell you, that audience rules Facebook. They are on Facebook and they're killing the game on Facebook. So that's where he does all of his content. And it is amazing the engagement he gets on there because that's where his audience is hanging out. So just understanding where you need to focus and stop trying to do everything kind of well and just do a few things really well. I think that's such great advice. And it's also so important to create in your head, who is your target person? Like create them down to the T. I love the Skinny Confidential podcast. I'm sure mm -hmm. you've heard it. it's very popular. And she said that when she started her blog, she planned the person that she was speaking to and had that visual in her head down to the type of nail polish that they were wearing. Yeah, I love that. I absolutely love that. That's so smart. And you can get so specific. And then when, the, when that person sees your content, they're like, they're speaking exactly to me. I have to work with this person. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that is so smart too. And that's something that has stuck in the back of my head because I'm in marketing as well. So that's my background and profession. Um, and I, I love hearing stuff like that because it's it's just so spot on and she makes it seem fun. You know, she knows oh, yeah. her, her target so well that it's just, it's perfect. Absolutely, absolutely. And, and then even if you want to go a step further, once you find out what platforms to be on, um, I think the next step can even be harder figuring out what to post, uh, which is always, I think, a struggle for people starting out. And so what I do is I create, um, you know, three to five content pillars that I post on my accounts. So I say I post like inspiration, I post educational posts, and I post personal posts. Um, and so I stick to those three pillars and then I don't have to think about it anymore. I know exactly what I'm going to be posting each week um, and I don't have to worry about it not fitting into my brand. So that's just a little next step tip if, if anybody wants to use that. Yeah, no, that's absolutely great advice. A big thing that you see is people are making a mistake where they're trying to do everything in their business and they're not doing it well because they're stretched too thin. Mm -hmm. Is that the biggest mistake you see? Or do you think there's something else that people are doing that you see constantly over and over again when it comes to marketing and branding? That's just a big mistake. Yeah, I think that plays into it. So it's kind of a combination of things that all work together. So it's trying to do everything but also not having a strategy, which also in turn helps, stops you from being able to prioritize, right? So they all kind of work together. Um, and I think one of the biggest things that I see people doing is they're focusing on the wrong things. They're focusing all their energy on things that are not bringing in money, um, which is what we're trying to do here as business owners, right? We're trying to grow a business and make money among other, other, you know, idealistic things. But, um, it comes down to like, can we be profitable? So uh, I, I say, all right, well, let's break down these tasks that you're spending six hours a week on something that's not bringing in any money. And you're spending two hours a week on stuff that's actually bringing in a lot of money. So your priorities are off there, right? So you can realize those non money generating tasks are not needing to be a priority. And you're trying to do it all when you could outsource that to somebody else. Um, therefore freeing up more of your time to do money generating things. So they, you see, they all kind of work together. Um, but I think that is such a hard lesson to learn. And when you do, you're going to be amazed at how your profits are just going to double.
So let's pivot a little bit to entrepreneurship and being a business owner. And one of the big things that I do on this podcast and use my platform for is debunking these misconceptions and lies that people have around entrepreneurship, women in business, you name it. There are so many lies and misconceptions. So what is one common you know, lie that surrounds entrepreneurship, especially female entrepreneurship that you want to debunk here today? Um, I think that there's any kind of blueprint that means that you're going to be successful. I think that obviously we're taught throughout our life as women or just as business owners or just as people that there's rules to doing things. And sure, there are, um, you know, but necessarily when you're an entrepreneur, you get to make a lot of those rules. So you don't have to follow anybody else's. Um, I, I really struggled with that in the beginning because I felt like I had to sit in my office for eight hours and I couldn't work anywhere else and I had to get that amount of time in or I had to wake up at 6.30 a.m. to be a successful entrepreneur. You know, all of these things that's like, no, that's not true at all. You can make the rules for how you want to um, work, how you want to structure your day. Um, do what works for you. So I think that's a huge myth. And once you let go of all that, it's going to feel like the biggest freedom in the world. I think that's so incredibly important is you know, find your own path and kind of what goes into that as well that I like to tell people is stay in your lane. Like you you have a vision and you have a mission and it's going to just get way off track if you start looking at what other people are doing and comparing. Oh my gosh. Yes. I have shiny object syndrome real bad. (laughs) I mean, I'm a multi-passionate person and I love that about myself. But now as an entrepreneur, I realize that that means that I am have my, I have my head on a swivel all the time looking for new creative projects, something new and shiny and fun to do. And that's been great with growing my business, but also has been a real distraction sometimes. So yeah, just understanding, having some self-reflection is super important and in focusing on what you need to focus on. <laughs> yeah, it's so incredibly hard. And I, I think this conversation really just started a couple years ago. So, you know, I feel like it's just recently been something in our mindset. You know, it's a huge thing with bloggers is yeah. the comparison, people feeling bad about themselves. And I'm so happy that the conversation's starting to pivot and we're evolving as a society. Yes, I agree. You know, I've worked with a lot of influencers and bloggers and just seeing the pressure that they put on themselves, especially having to be so visible. You know, like I'm pretty visible in my business, but they're like in front of the camera 24 seven, which is more props to them. I couldn't do it. But the comparison game, it just would kill me. I don't understand how people do it. But I mean, I always say there's really no competition because we're all different. So technically, you're never competing against somebody that's exactly like you. So there's room for everybody. I love that. I think that's so important. And if we if we have that in our mindset, then you you are on such a better path to succeed. A hundred percent. Yeah. Instead of looking at somebody that I did this exercise with myself a couple of weeks ago and it was actually really shocking. So I was talking to somebody, I think it was one of my guests on my podcast and she was talking about comparing and jealousy. And she said, all right, when I looked at somebody that I was jealous of, or that I was just kind of being nasty about, I had to ask myself, what did they have that I want? That's making me feel this way. Is it success? Is it, you know, something physical, whatever it is, you're jealous because you want what they have. So instead of being jealous and nasty, focus on achieving those goals. So it's like shifting it into something positive, you know? So I thought that was a really cool thing. I love that as well. That is definitely my mantra and you know how I try and keep my head on straight. Mm -hmm. It's tough sometimes. (laughs) 
So in addition to being a marketing specialist and having modern darling media, you're also the founder and host of the Hustlenomics podcast, which has a very similar entrepreneurial empowerment mission to this podcast. So I wanted to have the opportunity for you to talk a little bit more about your podcast and what inspired you to start it. Yeah, absolutely. It's kind of a cool thing because it's grown up with me as a business owner. I started the podcast at the same time that I started my side hustle. So it's been kind of a beautiful anthology of my journey and just being able to like look back and have those recordings has been embarrassing, but also really cool. <laughs> um, and, you know, I really mentioned, I mentioned in the beginning why I started listening to podcasts and how inspiring they were to me. Um, and I really also wanted to create a space that was not just showcasing successful entrepreneurs, but showcased people at all different parts of their journey, you know, because we have different issues and different questions and different struggles in the first year of our business than somebody does in the first in their fifth year or their 10th year or whatever it might be. So some of the things that they were sharing just felt so out of reach and unrelatable. Uh, and, you know, it was it's helpful now because now I'm at that place where I needed it. But back in the beginning, I needed something different. So I'm, I'm wanting to showcase all different ranges of where people are to have something they can relate to. So that's a big part of the mission. So when people come on your podcast, so I'm asking this question for the people who maybe haven't listened to it before and are kind of wondering what it's all about. Yeah. Um, so for the people that you welcome onto your podcast, really, who are you looking for um, as guests? So I basically bring on obviously female entrepreneurs, it's mostly it's focused on women. But I really like having a range and challenging what people think being a business owner is. Uh, I think that we put our, that kind of term in a box sometimes. Um, but that's, it's amazing. There's so many different kinds of businesses and business owners and ways to structure being a business owner. And so I'm, I really want to challenge that idea. So I bring on people that are bloggers that are, you know, artists, photographers, writers, all that different kind of stuff. But I also bring on people who are musicians and that's running a business. You know, you got to put a tour together, sell merch, sell all this stuff. So, I mean, people not, might not necessarily look at someone as a singer songwriter who's running a business, but they tell are, you know, so. So I really like challenge that idea and just opening people's minds to what business could be. And that could even inspire them to do something, you know, on their own. I love that so much because I hear all the time people try and put in their opinion about, oh, well, you can't be a business owner. You're not an entrepreneur because that's not X, Y, and Z path. And I hear that all the time. So mm -hmm. I love to hear that you're saying, you know what, if you are touring and you're a band, guess what? You're also managing a ton of other stuff behind the scenes. Totally. Yeah. And like for another example, I have a mom on who runs a, a mommy blog and she was like, are you sure you want me on? I don't really consider myself a business owner. I'm like, girl, you are, you are running a business. That is not easy. You're making money. You're building this blog, you're writing all of that. You know, that's a business. And so I just love empowering people to actually take that moniker if they want or transform it into something else. Yeah, absolutely. And one thing that I think, you know, this is just a prediction that I have from talking with a bunch of other people is when we come out of this crisis, the world's going to look very, very interesting. And what I think is happening behind the scenes is a lot of people are working on projects. They're creating, they're being innovative. Like there, there are a subgroup of people who are really thriving during this downtime and are taking it to 
you know, make something new. You look at the companies that were formed and created in 2008, you know, the same thing is happening behind the scenes right now. And they're going to have a new definition of what it means to be a business owner and entrepreneur. Absolutely. And, you know, obviously there's a lot of horrible, horrible things that come when dealing with a global pandemic and a crisis. But I think it's also maybe made the gaps in different markets a lot wider and more visible. So people are now able to see the gaps that they were able to see before that they could fill. So, you know, it's a really interesting way that the world is shifting. Mm -hmm. And another thing I'm seeing too is there are so many podcasts out there right now, which some people, it depends on how you look at it, right? There are some people who say, it is oversaturated. There are too many podcasts. And then on the other hand, I'm sitting over here like amazing. You know how many people are going to get into advertising through podcasts now? How many companies are going to see this as lucrative? Oh my gosh, me too. I'm like, bring on more podcasts, more, more, more. I mean, there's never going to be a time where I will stop listening to podcasts or whatever. And it's just amazing because before we only had certain mediums that would give representation to certain things, right? Like we had TV, we had books, we had radio, things like that. But now with obviously the internet and podcasting, anybody interested in anything, I don't care how niche it is or how far-fetched it is, there's a community out there with a podcast attached to it. So I just think that it's it's giving us such a cool way to connect with each other. Yeah. And I think such a great example of that, and this is a silly example, but um, the true crime community that's just blowing up. Girl, that's my jam. That's what I'm obsessed with. (laughs) You listen to crime junkies? A hundred percent. I was just about to say your voice sounds like Ashley Flowers. I don't know if you've gotten that before. (laughs) No, I've never heard that before and I'm honored. Thanks. Yeah, I love that. Yep. I listened to that one and then my favorite murder. Oh yeah. Just listened to that this morning. Oh my gosh, that one, uh, get your day off on a whole nother, a whole nother path. Oh yeah. If you're looking for any more true crime obsessed is really funny too, because I love documentaries as well. So that's kind of a, a fun combination. They, they review true crime documentaries. Okay. You're the third or fourth person who's told me that one. And I actually have a road trip coming up this weekend and I think I might have to listen to it. So good. And before people get mad at me, it's a road trip to my apartment, my college apartment to move everything out. So I am not speaking or talking to anyone else except myself. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, that's a perfect one to start on your road trip. It's hilarious. Okay. I'm definitely going to have to do that. I'm going to have to give you a shout out for finally getting me to listen to it. (laughs) I'll take the credit. (laughs) So when we were talking a little bit about you know, when you gave advice for social media strategy, you said one of the things that you always post about, um, one of the many things that you post about um, focuses around inspirational things. And you share so many great and empowering quotes on your Instagram page. So can you maybe share one of those quotes that has helped you through this crazy, crazy time? Yeah, I don't know if I've shared this on my Instagram yet, but I think I've been saving it for like a special moment. But um, I heard this quote that actually a guest on my podcast shared with me that it struck me. It was so beautiful. It's um, a quote by Langston Hughes. And the quote is, gather out of stardust, earth dust, cloud dust, storm dust, and splinters of hail, one handful of dream dust, not for sale. Now I was like, whoa, that's pretty amazing. So like <laughs> the dream, you know, is for sale, but the, whatever it is, the hustle is free or whatever. Langston Hughes says it a lot better, but I just thought that was such a cool kind of like beautiful way to put the hustle kind of mentality 
in a very beautiful flowery way. But <laughs> I thought that was a really cool quote. I like that a lot. I've actually never heard that quote before. Yeah, it's it really struck me. I'm a writer and a huge reader. And so I just it's been like stuck in my head a lot. But uh, another more modern quote that I love sharing, because this is kind of my motto, is that like, we weren't put on this earth to only pay bills and lose weight. <laughs> I mean, like that, it, when I heard that, I was like, damn, yeah, that's, yeah, you're right. I mean, because like, we're all meant for, for something more, you know, we shouldn't just settle for the mundane things that we feel like we have to do. So those are very, very different from each other, but they both spoke to me. <laughs> yeah, the second one reminds me a lot of an episode. So I spoke with Tamika Bickham a couple a couple episodes ago, and she was a TV reporter turned entrepreneur. And she says that she likes people to talk about their why. And that just reminded me of the second quote. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's kind of just like a joking way to say it, but it really gets down to the heart of it. Like, are you spending your life just going to work, making dinner, going to sleep and waking back up again and doing it all over? I mean, because if you are, that is a very kind of rough existence, I would say, you know, even if you love what you do, sometimes it can get a little mundane. So, you know, go out there and find a creative outlet. There's a stuff out there that you could love doing. So, yeah. That's great advice. Absolutely great advice. And you know, what better time than now to explore something new? Right? We got nothing else to do. <laughs> I know. I know. And then it's, you know, the popular quote, like, if not now, when? I mean, honestly, if not right. now, when, when are you going to do it? Exactly. Exactly. You're 100% right. Yeah. Another thing I like to ask the female entrepreneurs that come onto this podcast, and I always get laughs when I ask it, but I have to ask it because I am obsessed with people's daily routines. Always ask people to walk us through a normal day in their life if there even is such a thing as a normal day as an entrepreneur. Yeah, I mean, that's the truth. It, it changes. But I'd say in the past year, I've really kind of settled down into your routine a lot more than I ever had before. Um, I really like to talk about how like, I am not a morning person. I never have been and never will be. And I, I did some self-reflection and understood that me forcing myself to get up at six o'clock in the morning and get to work, the work is never good. I'm unhappy. I'm not being productive and nothing's getting done. So what's the point of wasting that time? So I've structured my day in a way that I get up, I go to the gym, I'm able to go to the grocery store if I need to. Um, I do all the cooking and all that stuff in my house. So, you know, I can come home and clean up the house. The morning is kind of like my time to do the stuff where my brain doesn't need to be there, <laughs> if that makes sense. So that way, when I get to work, whatever kind of late morning time that is, I am ready. I am feeling pumped. I'm feeling productive. I'm excited. Um, and I would rather go into my work day with that kind of energy than the like, oh, my God, 6 a.m., I can't do anything right now. So, you know, that's kind of how I structured my day. And uh, I do that. And I usually don't take a lunch hour because if I did, I would be working till nine o'clock at night. Um, but I usually in work around six o'clock or so and, and cook dinner. And I'm, I've been trying to really not work in the evenings. Uh, I was doing much better at it before the quarantine. Um, but Sometimes I'll work in the evenings because, I, as I said, my creative little light turns on at night. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, I just kind of structured my day in a way that worked for me, which is pretty cool. I have kind of a weird question. And this is sure. something that, as you were talking, kind of just popped into my mind is 
I've told people for years that I work in short little blips of like inspiration. And from what your daily routine sounds like, it sounds like you're very similar. Yeah, time blocking. That's kind of mm -hmm. how I do it. Yeah, I basically just set out like little chunks of time to work on projects. And then I'll take a step back, go for a walk, take a break, get some water, whatever it is. But yeah, it's like little time blocked sections. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's also, I mean, this might not be true for everyone, right? Everyone has their own path to success and their own way of doing things. But for me personally, time blocking keeps me from getting burnt out. Yeah, 100%. And if you talk to any productivity expert, that's like a like researched way of being productive, like productive, like that's actually been in studies that people actually it's a real thing. So I mean, it's it's not something we made up or anything. But uh, it's been researched that it's extremely successful and effective for people who kind of like to have that structure, but also like to take some breaks. So another thing I love to ask every single person who comes on the show is what is a book, a resource or a podcast that you love and want to share with the audience? Okay, let me think. You know, for when I first started my business, listening to Jenna Kutcher's podcast, Gold Digger, was really helpful. I know everybody knows about it now, which is awesome. Um, I've really followed her journey it, through the entire thing. It's been really inspiring. And I really admire how transparent she is with her life and her business and also just her heart for giving and teaching. I love that and also have worked that into my business. So I love that one. And to be honest, you know, I noticed about a year and a half, two years in, I had to stop listening to business podcasts because I was getting kind of like overwhelmed. Everything was business all the time. And my brain was just like fried. So I had to shift away and to the true crime podcast. Now that's all I listen to. Um, and so like, you know, I, I love that one from the beginning. I'm trying to think if there are any books. Uh, oh, let me, I think there's one over there that's like the rich bitch or something like that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that I really enjoyed reading. I have weird, I, listen, I think most women in business have to struggle with this money mindset issues um, and trying to get over the things that we've been taught when it comes to money and being profitable, um, not just as women, but as humans. So um, I've been working on that and that was a really good book. So those are a few. Yeah, no, that's great. And I'll include all of those in the show notes in addition to our true crime podcast as well. Yes. If anybody ever needs to have more, I have like a whole library. <laughs> <I'm obsessed. laughs> no, I love that. And like you said, it's what you have to listen to to give your brain a break. You do what you got to do. I know. And it's so funny that it's so dark and heavy. That it's like, I know. I, know. <laughs> I do love the ones that have like that kind of comedy aspect or just maybe something a little bit light about it. But I think that just as a, a person who's always been interested in like problem solving that I find like crime really interesting. So anyway. Mm -hmm. And I mean, not to mention the psychology that goes behind it and everything. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Lastly, if the audience is listening to this and want to connect with you, where can they find you? Yeah. So my website is moderndarlingmedia.com. And everything on there about me from my podcast to, you know, a free resource library, everything is on there. Um, and you can find it, uh, my podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, all of those different platforms. You should be able to find it. And if you want to check out the show notes, I do like a full transcription of my podcast. And that's on the, um, the website as well. So definitely go check that out. Perfect. Well, Katie, thank you so much for coming on and taking the time to speak with me a little bit today about 
I mean, honestly, all your multiple ventures. Um, <laughs> I love having the opportunity amidst all of this crazy COVID-19 to still have the opportunity to connect with people. So thank you so much for coming on today. Oh, yes, this was a blast. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for listening to the Innovator Podcast. I hope you love this episode with Katie from Modern Darling Media. Thank you so much. Have a great week and we'll see you next week on the Innovator Podcast.